Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called GGBW, or God's Got a Better Way. I believe today we'll be finishing up this series. Our text scripture is Exodus 24, 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. And yesterday we were talking about why is Satan working so hard to get rid of the Ten Commandments. And I mentioned it was his character, his motive, his passion and drive to be God. It's his pride and selfishness and greed that rule his life because he's not number one. He wants complete dominion and all worship. And because of this, he was literally thrown out of heaven and his final destiny is the lake of fire for all eternity. But Jesus said in John 10.10 that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But then he said, I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You see, Satan wants to steal God's blessings from us. He wants to kill our joy, our health, and our success, and he wants to destroy our families and our communities. And Satan fully understands the power of the Ten Commandments as a tutor with its ability to reveal sin and bring sinners to Christ for salvation. Galatians 3.24, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. You see, the word tutor means schoolmaster, instructor, guardian, and the supervisor of life and morals. And as I said yesterday, the truth is, instead of removing this document from all classrooms and government buildings and places of business and churches, we need to post it everywhere in full view of all classrooms, all government buildings, all places of businesses and churches. We should have them in our homes, too. Why? Well, besides being the most practical set of boundaries for success, it's the most powerful evangelistic tool ever written. It has an anointing to bring sinners to Christ. It is the supervisor of all life and morals. Remember why he gave them to Moses, that he would teach them. Not only do we need to post them, but we need to teach them. And this is very important. And they need to be taught from a point of wisdom, grace, and life, and not condemnation. Well, what is their purpose? First, to show us our sin. Second, to show us our need for a Savior. Three, to lead us to Christ. And fourth, to show us God's boundaries for successful living. Well, what did Jesus say about them? Again, in Matthew 22, 35 through 40, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments 
hang all the law and prophets. Let's think about that. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. The word hang means to depend. We could read Matthew this way, and all the law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commands. In other words, it is the perfect summary. I like to think of the Ten Commandments as the amplified version of the two commandments. If you want greater definition of the two, then read the ten. And most importantly, we are to teach our children. Psalm 78, verses 5 through 8, says this, For he established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Do you think that one of the major problems we have in our families today is that they are fatherless? They are headless? Oh my. Isaiah thirty-eight nineteen says this, The living, the living man, he shall praise you. As I do this day, the Father shall make known your truth to the children. Well, God is looking for a living man. He's looking for a living man to bring the word of God into the home and raise up the children. I call it God's better way. He's got a better way for you and for your family and for your children. Well, one thing I need to get straight, and that is salvation does not come from by obeying the Ten Commandments. Salvation only comes through receiving Christ as our Savior. And once you have Jesus in your heart, then you'll have power within for a victorious life. Jesus said in Luke 9.23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Let's think about the community problems again. Things like teen pregnancies, STDs, abortion, pornography, divorce, single mothers, fatherless children, deadbeat dads, perversion, rape, racism, injustice, violence, hatred, stealing, lying, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, greed, illegal drugs, alcohol, murder, all types of crime. Our community needs help. We really need God's boundaries and the help of the Lord within our hearts. God is not mad at us. He loves us. He's not pointing a finger at us. He's reaching out a hand toward us. He doesn't see us as a waste of time. He sees us as the purpose of time. He does not see us as a dirty piece of coal. He sees us as the potential for a diamond. God doesn't see us as a problem. He sees us as an answer. He isn't concerned about our past. He's believing for our future. You see, I don't believe anybody wants to abort a child. I don't believe anybody wants to be pregnant outside of marriage. I don't really believe people want to lie, cheat, and steal. And everybody's looking for answers. Everybody's looking for help. Well, it's available. God's got a better way. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, Jesus Christ said in John 10.10, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it 
more abundantly. Exodus 24:12 again. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there. And I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Yes, we're redeemed from the curse of the law, but thank God we're not redeemed from the blessing of the law. You see, the Ten Commandments, they're wisdom from the mountain. And then the two commandments is what all the law and the prophets depend on. Let's embrace the commandments for life. Let's embrace the commandments for health and success and guidance and boundaries to help us live God's way. It's important to know that God will not be mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. As it says in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And then he continues, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Godliness and obedience have great value. The Ten and Two Commandments are still in operation as God's boundaries. Yes, a Christian might claim they're no longer under the law and the curse of its effects, but as we studied in this series, we could try to transgress some of these commandments, and we will still reap what we sow. That's because God's got a better way, and if we're listening and paying attention, we might learn something. Good students listen to their teacher. It's wisdom from the mountain. God's got a better way. And as Paul explained in Romans chapter 7, verses 9 through 12, he said, I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. But a little further on, in verses 24 through 25, he says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And he begins answering himself, saying, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. And then in Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 2, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And that's because grace has two powerful purposes in our life. We're saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. That's Ephesians 2.8. And then in 2 Corinthians 12.9, his grace is sufficient for us, for his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So simply speaking, this means that all our sin has been paid for by his grace. And we now have the ability and power to walk free from sin through the power of his grace. And this is why 1 Corinthians 10.13 says that there is no temptation that we're not able to resist. We may not feel that way at times, but all the grace and all the power is available to us if we believe and receive. We don't walk by our senses. We walk by faith in his word. This is why my favorite saying is we are saved by grace through faith that works by love. Yes, grace is where it all begins, and love is how grace manifests. So how do we approach the Ten Commandments today? By grace, through faith, that works by love. This is why Jesus was able to sum up 
all the law and the prophets in the two commandments, love God and love your neighbor as yourself in Matthew chapter 22. God's got a better way. Can we approach the Ten Commandments in faith? Can we see them as holy, just, and good? Do we understand that, yes, they brought us death, but that's good? And now that we have life, should we put them away? Well, no. Like Moses, we should teach them. They are the best moral laws that have ever been written. This series, God's Got a Better Way, is available in several ways. One, you can contact me, and I can do a seminar And I can do a seminar for your parents, youth, and young adults on showing the benefits of the Ten Commandments in society today. I also have this whole series on PowerPoint on our website at tmhnow.org, tmhnow.org. There's also the Freedom Pact that's made available for teenagers and young adults to make a commitment before God to be abstinent. The Two Commandments and the Ten Commandments. They're not a curse to those who are saved. They're actually a blessing. Well, this completes our series on GGBW, God's Got a Better Way. So we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, for a brand new series. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Day. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.